You have now arrived at Stadium Engale. All American three five and Dan Dapper Dan thirty five. How y'all feeling, baby? Big week. What's good? What's good? Big energy week, baby. Oh, We're here for coming. it. Yeah. Mm. Hey, so I ain't gonna lie. Long time coming. I had a Florida State fan ask me this today. Uh, so, go what she say? She say what she say, bro? Why would y'all schedule Auburn on homecoming? You know they finna beat y'all. You got to schedule a team that you know you're going to beat on homecoming. What? I don't think Florida State can even do that these days, but we ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, so I'm really trying to – I'm trying to figure out who she <laughs> thinks. We ain't Florida State. We don't – we don't been picking – you know what I'm saying? Give me yeah. a primetime matchup. Give me a top ten matchup. I mean, you put homecoming on it or, or whatever title you want to put on it. At the end of the day, you got to play a football. We got to play them teams anyway, so make it homecoming. Okay. Make it a blockbuster night, baby. Make make it a big night, big night for the Gators. See, Ahmad, you could just respond. You could just respond and say, you know, we don't want to save homecoming for the last game of the season. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. a good rebuttal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just just I keep it in your keep in your holster for the future. Yeah, that's there. But then, what you got into over the weekend, man? When you come make it to the uh, great place to see Road to hang out. It's just hanging out. Uh, a little busy, as you guys know, going out of town this weekend. So I had to. Get get some a few things taken care of, but uh, it looks like it was fun, boys. Tell us a little bit more about it. Oh, man, we hung out, man. Black, you go ahead and start with man. How, uh, how did you enjoy SeaWorld? I I really enjoyed it. It was a, a family day, uh, for for everybody. Part of the th- big three roll up. Uh, the kids, nonetheless, had a great time, and that's what it's all about. You know, kids having a great time. They got to meet each other and hang out. Uh, you know, going on rides together. Uh, you know, get wet in the water parks and stuff together. So um, I had a, a great time, especially with with the, with the big three roll up guys. Yeah, hey, Ahmad, before uh, before, hey, hold on, Silk. Um, Ahmad, why don't you tell the story about uh, that roller coaster that you were afraid of uh, right before uh, we started? Uh, all right, so uh, you know, I'm 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 old, I'm old enough now to where you know I can admit where admit defeat. You know, and absolutely, I, I, yeah. I felt, I felt defeated, you know, and um, you know, I I I chased the guys in uh. And to, to a roller coaster, and they had to, to skip the line pass, you know. So I decided late I wanted to get on the roller coaster because I was really contemplating even getting on it. So I ran over there, and the lady, uh, she uh, clotheslined me with her arm, and I almost fell on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like, you know, hold <laughs> up. Like, I'm with them. And she had to look, and I, I felt like I was outside the club. Like, hey, like, Kev, like, hey, it's me. Oh. Like, you know? So, get it. you know. So, boom, she let me in or whatnot, um, and I went in. So, you know, we, we go all the way, and we skip the line. So, boom, we on the next coaster. So, I'm, I was, I'm, on. I'm just going to stop you real quick. I think I know what your issue was, and I think we might have a lawsuit on our hands. What you, was just, you, you, you just looked a little bit different than the rest of the crowd. I get it. I get it. Hey, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't think about I, it like that, man. I think I think we can make some money off this. I'll have All my right. people talk to your people. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad uh, Sit was able to help us meet the uh, president of SeaWorld, so we might have to t- shoot him a text. 
<laughs> might be able to get uh, a couple of lifetime passes to SeaWorld. There you go. Yeah. So, so look, we get in there. I think we about to, you know, about to get strapped in. <laughs> so thing come across our lap. You know, I'm still looking around because I know it's a seatbelt. You know what I'm saying? Because they're really covering half my lap. You feel me? Like, it ain't even on my whole lap. It's on half my it's lap. For anybody that hasn't, I rode that roller coaster before. So, anybody that hasn't been to SeaWorld, never rode the Mako, he's talking about the Mako roller coaster. I don't even know the name. I ain't trying to know the name. <laughs> I, I just know the shit came over my lap, right? So, dude, come check it. And I felt like he can come down some more, but it wasn't, it wasn't clicking to come down one more time. So, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, so boom, the shit. <laughs> So usually the roller coaster go click, 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 you know, and it's going up, you know. But I guess me and Berg and, and, and Kev were talking, you know, we weren't even paying attention. You know what I'm saying? And that shit wasn't even clicking. That shit was going up fast. You feel me? So, boom, it got to the top, and I just could see the whole part. And I thought I was tripping. That shit went straight down. Woo! I said, oh! <laughs> so, so my ass came out the seat, right? <laughs> right, bro. So now, now I'm getting a leg workout because I'm pressing my, my, my thighs. <laughs> Thing, you feel me? So, all right, boom. So we get to the bottom, and I sit back down. You feel me? So we slide, and the whole time Newberg on, on the boy shit, woo, woo, you know all that shit. So, all right, oh, shit, like, fast, but it's cool. You feel me? Boom, we, we start going up again. So I'm, I know we finna go up and turn or some shit. Fuck no. Boom, go back down. I say, oh, so my butt came out the seat again, and I'm holding on doing that workout again, bro. You know what I'm saying? So this what this was the crazy part right here. This what get you at man that shit spun around about two more times and then went and you know how you know how it like how it end right it did that's it and then it stopped and then it started again and went some more i said what the fuck like <laughs> i said man y'all boys got it bro i ain't even on that you know what I'm saying? Hey, but like, like I said, for people that don't know, man, man that is the it. fastest, the tallest, and longest roller coaster in the city of Orlando, bro. So I don't know what you don't rode in Orlando if you haven't rode the Mako, you have not rode the road. Hey, roller listen, coaster, baby. from here on out, I'm just gonna tell my wife and the rest of y'all, hey, I'm just gonna stay with the kids while y'all going. Nice. I'm still roller coaster, but I enjoy riding, them, man. Cause, uh, for that, yeah, yeah. I mean, just it gets your heart rate going. It, they're, they're fun to me, man, but I can't ride roller coasters no more. So that's a wrap. Yeah. At least for now. So you uh you just so you just stuck with some uh, some daiquiris, huh? Looked like yeah, I was, I was big big daiquiris, Dan. Oh, the thing about it, Dan. The thing about it is is when I first talked to dude, dude found out I was from Lakeland, bro. And he and he he already knew he was like, You from Lakeland, right? And knew all the same people I knew, Dan. You know how black people do, Dan. Man, yeah, absolutely. man, oh, yeah. start, this man started making the craziest drinks, bro. Putting the most alcohol in the drink. Bruh. Yeah, I got you. So I hey, you're somebody's mom, cousin. Man. I get it, Amon. When I first got there, I said, you <laughs> know what? I want, I want me a, a daiquiri or a pina colada or something, but yeah. I ain't going to be the first one to, 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 to get one. So yeah, I was yeah, kind of chilling. I take, I hit the I hit the corner, come back. Amon got a big red daiquiri. I was like, okay, cool. So give me what you got. I said, give me what Amon got. Man, halfway, th- halfway down, I'm drinking. I'm like, bro, this thing kind of feeling. I feel like kicking. I'm floating a little bit. You I've know? been kicking, boy. Yeah. yeah bro, shout out to the doctors, man. I don't know who that guy was, but he hooked Berg's on up as well, dog. Berg, yeah. Berg said I I know his name. I know his name. You want to know how I know his name? Bro, name nah. is Jaboris. J-A-B-O-R. You can't forget a name like Jaboris. <laughs> and now, I was thinking about Janoris the whole time. I said, damn. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I was deep. I thought his name was like Jinx shit until I looked at it for real. You know what I'm saying? I probably thought the shit said Janoris after I finished that damn drink. 
I had a blast, Like Ahmad said, man, the family's got to kick it. Uh, the kids got to meet each other. The wives got to meet each other. And everybody got along, man. Um, and I just can't wait to do it more, more than in the future. The live show was great. Uh, Ahmad got to kick yep. it with us. Eric Wilber got to kick it with us. Yep. And some guys from um, Rollcast got from to the kick it with us. Yep. Yeah. So it was fun, man. Um, good times at SeaWorld. Got some more stuff coming yeah, up. Yeah, it seemed like you guys were, were hanging out, having a good time. And I uh, I was uh, upset that I couldn't be there. I'll be there at the next time. Uh, and we've got our own little thing. Everybody keeps asking, uh, we're dead. Hey, guys, everybody, hey, listen, right. everybody who's listening, my wife, does not, my wife does not think Dan is a real person. <laughs> I just I just downloaded the uh, a typical white guy stock photo and put on Facebook and Twitter. No, she does um, not think Dan is a real person, everybody. But a <laughs> right. no, nah, but um, oh, so let I'll me. Damn, we forgot to tell you about uh, Aquatica, Dan. All right. So we we hit it the Aquatica right quick, right there, and they got a lazy river, mm-hmm. but it ain't, it ain't shit about the river. The river lazy. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna let you know that shit right now. Everything is back. So, like, <laughs> man, me and Silk went to getting the Lazy River. <laughs> he got Harlan with his son, and I, and I got my daughter with, with me. So, we we in the Lazy River, and we get to talking. Next thing you know, all we hear is daddy. And like, okay, <laughs> they way down the way, and we got a swimming pool catching and shit. Hey, what kind of lazy river is this? Okay, yeah. Hey, hey you know what, what? I, I, on the way out, I realized there's two different rivers. The lazy river's in the front. Yeah. Well, what the hell was that? The right, right, lazy what, 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 That's like a, like a rapid river, right? Or like speed yeah. river. But I like that river. better, though. That one more, because you, you flowing with it, though. It was it was cool, though. Yeah. As long as you laid back, you're good. But if you, yeah. you like, our kids wait, bro. It, it, they move a lot faster than <laughs> Because <laughs> it was a couple times I'll put my feet on the ground and I'm out there with my feet like Smokey trying to stop shit. I'm fucking out. I can't stop. Dan, you know how Smokey foot looked? No, I got to explain it to you more. Yeah, I probably got to explain that to me. Oh, uh, man, Dan, you don't remember oh, seeing it Friday? Geez. You're a lost cause, Dan. Uh, it's, been, it's been a long time. I've seen next Friday a lot more often than Friday. I'll look it up. I got you guys. My apologies. I'm just letting you know. All good, man. So oh, shout out to the game. While we was out there, we did we did uh, cover a game. Uh, we played Tennessee Towson. No, just Towson. Just Towson. Just Towson. Towson's in Baltimore. Oh, so I had the wrong. Yeah. That's right. I had the wrong state and all. Um, but shout yeah, out to Towson and the Towson right came on last week. Yeah. Damn. Damn. For the record, I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't know that. I didn't know they didn't have an N in their, in their name until Silk said their name and said like, "There's no N in it." Last episode, like I thought you were saying Townsend, like like Tommy and Johnny. I was like, no, like it's definitely Towson. Um, <laughs> but but maybe I'm like mishearing. And then he said it for the third time. Like, I'm not going to correct it, but if I say Towson, maybe he'll pick up on it. It wasn't I until I heard the, uh, the live show and they're like, it's definitely not Townsend. I'm like. No, yeah, yeah, it's definitely Towson. I thought that shit was Johnny Townsend the whole time, bro. It was, yeah, it was, it was named after him. <laughs> As always, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at South Georgia Pecan. I call them pecans. Um, if you want to call them pecans, whatever you want to call them, call uh, South Georgia Pecan Company in Valdosta. Uh, fundraising, gifts, personal, whatever your nut needs are. 
um, call 800-732-2646. Holidays are coming up. So uh, my company is actually going to be using them uh, to do a lot of stuff uh, for my clients and everything else. So again, uh, head over to uh, to georgiapecan.com, 800-732-2646. All your pecans, almonds, granola, cashews, pistachios, whatever you want is over there. So let's recap the game, man. We won 38 to zip. Uh, what's your overall? We're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this, man. We're trying to get into this Auburn game and break yep. this down with some with some folks. So, what's your overall take on the game, Dan? Uh, it, you know, you do exactly what you need to do. You know, I, I always say that you you need to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat the way you're supposed to beat them. Uh, you know, Florida played well. Uh, I thought you know overall was a game that was you know they had control over it the whole time. You know, I'll give Tom Flacco credit, little uh, little Joe Flacco. You know, I thought that he was mobile. I thought he was good uh, practice for the Gators with uh, with Bo Nix coming to town, kind of that dual threat uh, quarterback situation. But I thought Florida played well. Um, you know, there's still some issues in the offensive line. I was hoping that this was the game where they could figure it out rushing the ball, and they they still can't seem to to get it. Um, you know, they ran the ball 32 times for 160 carries, and it's just not good enough. It just doesn't look good. Um, you know, the only running back I think that looks promising, you know, right now is is Damian Pierce. Um, you know, he's playing a lot, lot stronger and, you know, running better than than I think anybody on the, on the team is right now. So, but overall, um, you know, uh, Kyle Trask played really well. He completed his first 18 passes of the game, which set a record um, for Florida and, um, you know, but overall, I thought the team did well. I mean, 38 to nothing, not a lot to uh, to complain about. Ahmad. Man, it was a it was a it was a good game uh, for the most part. Uh, we gave up a lot of yards at the beginning. Uh, I'm not so sure how I feel about that. Uh, you know, a, a better team uh, it, it probably ends up in points. You know, they they fumbled down in the red zone, then missed the field goal down in the red zone. Um, I just think that you know we got to you know. Somewhat stopped you know, on on third down. I think we was uh, they was getting a couple of third downs on the, on those drives. So it um, seemed like it seemed like a lot of those drives. They did not. And I'm not trying to call out a name or anything, but those drives they was picking on the slide with trade in, man. Um, mm-hmm. It was keeping that the, uh, most of those drives alive for sure. And like like me and Silk talked about, you know, uh, Trey got to understand. Uh, when, you got to understand when that quarterback rolling to you, ain't too many times that that slot dude or whoever right there gonna run across the field. Everybody running the same way the quarterback going. So you got to understand that at seven route going to come. You see what I'm saying? And I think yeah. you should play, play that outside. I don't know how they, their scheme is and whatnot, but, you know, me personally, from outside looking in, <clears throat> play on the slide, you can play outside because you got your safety help. So you yeah. should eat that seven route up. There's no way that's, that ball should be caught. But, um, you know, another thing we got to do is still contain the ball. Uh, we got to put an edge on our defense, set the edge on our defense, and we got to tackle. Got to wrap up. We got to tackle, and, and, and we're going to get exposed if we don't. And mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be the true story right here. Hey, what do you what do you think the reason that they, they don't know how to tackle very well is? I mean, it's almost embarrassing at times. I mean, it, it, hey, so what we talked about, it's a want-to thing. Yeah. And I ain't calling up for you. I ain't saying it ain't tough or nothing, but, like, sometimes you got to want to do that shit. When it's hard, bro, when it's hard and that yeah. – and you got you got somebody yeah. coming at you to block you and and the running back or whoever uh, the ball carrier is behind them and you got to get through that shit and make the play. That shit hard. Yeah. Sometimes you got yeah. your mind telling you not to do that shit because you tired, bro. But you got to have a want to to still do that shit. Everybody don't have that want to, bro. And that's what's going to differentiate yeah. a lot of people. That's that's what that's what it, separate from the men from the boys for real. Yeah, because it's definitely not like them going for the big hit or anything. Like they just they can't wrap up. They can't 
bring him down, it's it's disappointing. I, I know, I know think, we train hard. I know we train hard. You know, we know what Savage do to the boys. I seen it. I know we train hard. And he's got to wrap up. You know, strong. Um, we just got to wrap up. That's all. And it, the guys are trying to go for kill shots, and it just seems like they're not wrapping up. And I also think too, it's a it's a certain technique that's happening that like they're hitting guys too high, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's hard to wrap a guy up high. I don't, I don't care who you are. The only way you tackling guys high up like that is, in my opinion, these days, a kill shot. And that's what they're trying to do. I think they need to, to get that guys to the ground. David Reese is real good at that. He don't go for kill shots, but he don't get a tackle. And that's all you and need at the end of the day. Is that's all, that's the all we need. We gotta get him on. Yeah, we got to get him on the ground. If, if, Sometimes adversity strikes. They have good players on their team. So they're going to make some plays. They gonna, That happens. That's football. Right? Yeah. We got to have – we got to yeah. make – Make more big plays than them, but if they make a big play, tackle the football and get to the next down. That's all you got to do. The freshmen, I want to talk about DBs a little bit. The, the, the freshman DBs look good. Every last one of them that came in, Jaden Hill mm-hmm. dropped one that would have been a pick six. I wish he would have held on that mm-hmm. to that. I wish he would have gotten it, yeah. Yeah, but um, Baby Elam is looking real good. Uh, Chester Kimbrough, all them dudes are looking real good. Do you think if, 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 uh, my man, Trey didn't keep tr- struggling at the slot. You think they try somebody different there? Um, I, I, mean, I think you have. I, I don't know. I think you. I think you have to at some point. And I don't know if it's this week against Auburn or not. But I think at some point you have to see what else you have because it's been all season. It's not like it was one game. You know, I'm struggling to to figure out if Trey Dean has had a game that's been like wow. Because I think. You know, last year, we're like, he did well, right? I mean, you know, he's a guy that wasn't really expected to play a ton, came in, filled in, did a, spot. A, a, a pretty good job, right? And so what we thought is, you know, we move him in with, with Marco coming in. He should be able to be just as good, if not better, because he has another year. And it just, he seems, I don't know if it's out of position. It just doesn't seem natural to him because he's, he's making a lot of careless mistakes uh, that at, at some point, you know, may cost him like- a game. It just looks like he's learning that that position. Like he never, it just looks foreign to him. He's not being an athlete mm-hmm. and flying around like like yeah. we know he can. We know what his skill set is for sure. Right now he's yeah, not playing. I, I, I feel skill set all thing. Me personally, I think he should play safety. I I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know, you know, how how they feel about that, but you know, I I say shoes. You know who I like in the slot right there? Thirty one. I'll put 31 right there in the slot and put Trey at safety. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, for sure, bro. For yeah. sure. That's a lineup, bro. So you think you think you just switch Dean and Davis and Look, you run with that team work? I just don't want to play that back end, pause, just because it's taking us <laughs> it's taking us a long time to get it get right. where we need to be. So yeah. I, w- I would love just to keep those two back there and, and not mess up that and try somebody else with just that. Right, spot, like, you know? right, right, right. right. I, I wonder if that might be a bye week adjustment that they make because, I mean, this is the I'm thing. You don't, sure want, you don't want... I'm pretty sure, like, these guys, they see film just like we see film, you know? No, I get so, No, I, I guess what I mean is to make that change because you have Henderson's coming back. Obviously, he's your best defensive back, but also he's not played in a couple weeks. So, you know, he still, you know, he's going to probably have to get a little bit of rust off. Marco Wilson's still coming back from his injury. We're still trying to finally figure out, you know, I think we've got two and 31 that are going to play, you know, a good majority of those safety snaps. You know, I, I think if you just start to switch stuff up now, it might be a little too much where, you know, especially at the beginning of the game, not that I trust Bo Nix as a passer, but, you know, it might just be a, a, a lot right now. Gotcha. Outside yeah. of that, um, 
we, we, we talked about it. Like, people don't like to talk about who, like, guys getting other looks. But, of course, we talked about it running back with Damian Pierce and Michael P. Ryan. We all kind of agreed that Damian Pierce was looking a little different when he got carries and a little bit more explosion. They both had the same amount of carries. Uh, Damian Pierce went for 84 yards this week. The Michael P. Ryan went for 16. And, and he, every big run that Damian Pierce had, he broke a tackle in the backfield and ended up with a game. You know what I'm saying? So we know what our line yep. is, but he's a different guy that can break tackles and make guys miss in, in the backfield. So I think he's a better look for the line. I think everybody got to see that this past Saturday. Yeah, and you're, I mean, you're seeing more with Josh Hammond as well. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. I I like Piran. It, it looks like he's lost a little bit of weight. I, you know, I think he's really struggling to, to hit the. I don't hole. even think it's him. I think it's just the style of run. I'm not like I'm not. I don't yeah. think his skills or anything changed. I think last year line was was better, and he got to get downhill fast. He's a different type of runner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a different style. Like Emmitt Smith and Barry Sanders running behind the same line won't be the same results. It's kind of the same thing. They're not the same type of guy. Yeah. Um, Michael Piran going downhill. He got to get going. Yeah, I don't think it's P-Ryan. I, th- I definitely think it's soft line right now. We ain't firing up the ball like we should be, which is, you know, right. we learning. They're still learning. So, we, you know, we're not bashing them or nothing like that. We just, you know. It's no, 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 no. I, and I'm not bashing him either. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. We know. know. I, I, look at the, I look at watching him this season versus watching him last season. And maybe what I need to do is, you know, really kind of just go over every play and figure it out. He doesn't seem as decisive with hitting the hole like he was last year. And it seems like Damian Pierce is making that decision a little quicker. I don't know if it's a vision thing. I don't know if it's just when Pierce is coming into the game, you know, because they're kind of doing what he did last year, right? Like last No, nah, I mean, I've been saying it. He's slower he, out of his stance. He always have been. The, the right. I was saying, I would like to see Pierce, he just get to the hole faster. The holes yeah, don't hold, hold, they're not holding holes as long as they did last year. So for people right. to hit his hole at his pace, like, mm-hmm. some guys explode out of that stance difference. And, and Damon yeah. was one of those guys. And Scarlett was one of those guys. He came out of his stance hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a different style of running. I think his skill set still the same. I don't think he lost a step or anything like that, unfortunately. And the, this line, what we're seeing now, is the reason Scarlett bounced. And this was the reason P. Ryan kind of wanted to leave last year. He was contemplating it yeah. for so long because he knew coming back, like, this could happen. You know, sure. And now it's happening to him a little bit. And... and Sometimes when you have a line that's not there, you got to get a, a change of pace guy that can make something happen with, right. with a terrible offensive line play. That's yeah, I mean, he's, you know, Pierce is averaging nearly two or over two more yards per carry. Um, you know, he's only averaging 5.4 a game compared to, to P. Ryan's 11, but he only has, what, 30 something, you know, 30. Nine yards less on the season, so um, you know I, I'm in the boat of let's you know get Damian Pierce the ball a little bit more. But I do love when they give Josh Hamm the ball. You know he has three runs on the year for 79 yards. You know he has that really long one. Um, you know that skew that, but you know I want to see him. Um, yeah, he looked you know, good. Run the ball a little bit more too. You know, and, and I know I know that it didn't work well, um, you know, against Towson. But you know, I, I think that there's a few other you know things that went wrong um, in that play. But you know, I like that change of pace. I like you know, I like Hammond. So uh, you know, I'm curious to see what they do. But at some point, they got to switch it up because it doesn't seem like you know even Malik Davis, who you know should be one of your your quickest you know home run threats. I mean, he has 18 rushes in the year for 51 yards and what two fumbles. So you know, even he's you know really struggling this year too. So. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I was, I was one of the guys that was really, really high and thought that Florida could have one of the deepest uh, running back classes. So our uh, running back groups this season, um, you know, I don't want to put it all squarely on the offensive line. Uh, I put a lot of it on that, but you know, at some point in time, we've got to figure something out on the coaching side to be able to, to move the ball. Cause there's teams that have offensive lines that aren't as good as Florida, even that are able to move the ball on the ground. Yeah. Before we move on to the Auburn game, man, shout out to uh, Jeremiah Moon, SEC yep. defensive lineman of the week. Moon, good stuff, Wait. man. Shout out to the freshman Zip, got his first touchdown, got got active this week, several catches. Young. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, like, like time. Just a football hey, player, baby. Shout out, shout out my dreadnoughts, man. Lakeland dreadnoughts. Yeah, shout out to the, shout out to the, uh, the Lakeland dreadnoughts, bro. They always come through. You know. So let's y'all ready to get to some Auburn talk. Let's go. All right. So this week's preview is the Auburn Tigers and is brought to you by the good folks at Gator Kicks. Any Gator shoes you need, any, any, I, they just redid somebody with the Jordan ones. I can't recall who it was. I just seen them on the Instagram. It's, uh, they one just redid of some ones. Uh, Tyree Cleveland family member. Tyree Cleveland. Tyree Cleveland inspired. Yeah. So if anything y'all need custom done or you want a Dan Mullen Force or anything else, they got T-shirts. They got the My Black Legendary T. They got shorts and all different type of other gear they got uh, coming out, man. So check the GatorKicks.com website. Hit up the Instagram. Hit them up on Twitter. Anything y'all need, holla at them. Yeah, big game, though. Uh, you know, Florida right now is a, a minus three underdog. Uh, to our plus three underdog, pardon me, to uh, to Auburn. Uh, what do you guys think? You know, Auburn's coming off, uh, you know, a win where they it, it looks like on offense they might have started to, to figure some things out. But but what do you guys have uh, that Florida needs to do to uh, to win this game? Well, we got to win a turnover battle, and that's number one. We got to make Bo Nix come in here and feel really, really, really uncomfortable. Um, and that starts with with the, with the fans. We got we got to pack. I know it's gonna be packed. But shit, you know, I, it got to be loud. We got to make it hard for him to check. We got to make it hard for them to, to, to audible and change their plays, uh, change their routes. It got to start with the fans. Yeah, I think my me, me I think the key to the game is just going to be our defense. They got to step up. You know what I'm saying? Like, just as whether we're playing a freshman quarterback, uh, he got some playmakers around him. He got a good play caller that's calling plays. If our defense step up and use the stadium noise and we create turnovers, it starts with the run game. Gus Malzahn is a lot like Dan Mullen. His running schemes are, are, are more tricky than anything. A lot of misdirection out of his spreads. If we come in and, and shut down the run game and make Bo Nix have to beat us with his arm, and I think that's what we're going to do. I think we're going to crowd the box and rely on our DBs. That's why trading got to step up. Marco got to step up. Cause those guys have been a lot of one-on-one situations. Grandpa's gonna load that box and blitz a lot. So I think it's gonna come down to our defense creating havoc, bro, in that loud stadium. I think that's how we win the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Florida needs to contain, um, you know, the running, you know, situation. You know, Auburn has what three running backs that are averaging more than five yards of carry. So, uh, you know, I, I think that this is definitely a battle. Uh, you know, at the line of scrimmage, you know, like a lot of SEC games are. But if Florida can contain uh, the running game and force Bo Nix to beat them. You know, I know that he had a really big game against Mississippi State. I don't think that Mississippi State is nearly as good as Florida is on defense where he threw for 361 yards. But if you look at, you know, the other games this season, he threw for 177, 207, 166. And against Texas A&M, 
which is probably the best defense that he's played. He threw for 106 yards and was 13 for 21. So, you know, I think if Florida can, you know, create some havoc, like you just said, so, you know, force them to throw. Um, Ahmad, you mentioned it, win the turnover battle. You know, that's the only way that, that Florida is able to, you know, is going to be able to win that game. You know, I think if it comes down to a game where, you know, Auburn is, you know, truly getting it going on the ground, I don't know if, if Florida is going to be able to, to have the energy or, or stamina to be able to, to, to compete um, if, if they can't stop that and force Bo Nix to. Hey, man, to I mean, hey, so, hey, hey, I, 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 I feel what you're saying. I don't think – I think Auburn's a good football team. I don't think they're any better than – like, they have deficiencies – and we do as well. I think we need to exploit theirs. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to who exploits each other's weaknesses. They're right. one of their strengths is their defensive line. That's one of our weaknesses. Yep. So Dan's not the scheme around that defensive line, that front seven, to make some things happen. But mm-hmm. if we can win that battle some way out of scheming, I think we can win the game. I think they're relying on, I think, defense. Like most people that follow college football relying on Auburn's front seven to kill out weak offensive line. I think that's yeah. everybody's viewing it. So we can scheme around it and win that battle right there. I think that goes a long way in the game, man. And, we'll and, see I, that up. and I think, and I don't want to put, you know, the, the whole game on Kyle Trask's shoulders, but I think what we've seen at him and the, the games that he's played thus far is that, you know, I think this is a game where Florida actually might be a little bit better with Kyle Trask than they would be with Felipe Franks when it comes to decisive decision-making. You know, they've, they've shown that they're going to, throw the ball on, you know, shorter routes, quicker routes, you know, with Kyle Trask, you know, throwing the ball compared to Felipe Franks where they were letting the play develop a little bit more. You know, if that happens, you know, Florida's able to, you know, get the ball out a little bit quicker, probably avoid that front seven a little bit more, you know, force them then to either have, you know, five defensive backs, you know, take one of their, you know, front seven, you know, off, you know, and then Florida might, you know, try to figure out a way to exploit them. But, you know, I think that this is a game where you're going to see, you know, some some trickery. I think you're going to see, you know, some reverses. I think you're going to see some end arounds. I think that you're going to see um, some stand passes. I think that you're going to see, you know, Emory Jones do his little rocker step, you know, a few times. You know, I, I, I see Emory Jones maybe with a, uh, you know, three, four, five keepers in a row when he's in the game. And then all of a sudden he does goes and does that rocker step and maybe hits a, a pass for 50, 60 yards. So, you know, I think Dan Mullen can scheme around. I think that Dan Mullen's a better coach than Gus Malzahn, I think. But on paper right now, Florida's – I think the way that Florida beats them is not in a trench fight that, you know, the final game is 13 to 14, right? I think it's, you know, Florida's got to force Bo Nix to throw the ball and, and turn the ball over. Yeah. We just got to play good, sound football. We haven't played a full game yet, and, and it's time, man. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Kyle Trask. I, I don't think we, we have to rely on him to win the game, but I think he can manage and, and be productive and move the chains and get us a, a win. I don't like that team. We can pitch the ball around on them. No, we can't, man. But we're gonna see. I think if it gets a little weird with the run game, I don't think Dan's gonna force try to force it down their throat. I think he's gonna try to if he has to pass to open up the run. I think he'll do that. I think those first four games or, or five games he was. Trying to work on the run game because we need to get it fixed, but I don't think I think if he has to abandon the run. He'll do like he did in, in, at the end of the Kentucky game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we got we got the tools to, to, to air it out. Um, I don't think the secondary that great. I mean, they, they I mean they average. No, but it clearly nothing like the front seven. I think we'll be able to pass on them for sure. Yeah, yeah they got to contain Schwartz too. Like, yep. Uh, I'm glad, like, it got a little personal on you know, social media between uh, Anthony Schwartz and, and Marco Wilson replied to him, kind of chill out. I guess it was some, some kind of insinuating that that Florida kind of didn't want to recruit him or whatnot, which is 
was just completely false. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, Florida, yeah, Florida really liked him. I know Dan yeah, Florida liked him. Right, it you wasn't going to happen yeah. after the coaching change, man. Right. But uh, I like that they're making it competitive in a thing, man. I want them to keep the Al Swartz, not let him break the team. Keep him okay, from making the big plays. Make them go. Make them drive in the swamp, dog. That's what we by the way, do. by the way, they got one total interception on the year, I think. So. Yeah, this secondary is, is, is foolish. Like, yeah, yeah, we, we can get some things done on that back end. We got a special guest coming on, then. Talk yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're gonna bring on, um, you know, guy that that I saw today on Twitter, and you know, I don't, I haven't followed him a ton, but you know, I was going through his timeline today. Um, you know, George Reister, uh, former NFL guy, uh, I think played at Oregon, uh, now has a, a show called The Unafraid Show, and he does some stuff on Fox Sports. But uh, he played actually with uh, with your boy Freddie T with the uh, the Jaguars for a while, played with Reggie Nelson, Mike Peterson, those guys. Um, he said some pretty outlandish things uh, about Florida potentially getting boat raced by uh, Auburn, which is something that I don't uh, envision happening. But let's get him on the show. Let's uh, let's make him stand in the paint a little bit, then we'll talk a little bit national football. So, Cam. Get them on, bud. Yeah. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And our first guest on Stadium and Gale is George Reister from Fox Sports Radio, uh, the creator of the Unafraid Show, and then he has a Pac-12 podcast called uh, the Pac-12 Apostles. George Reister, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, man. I so to to everybody out there listening who's from uh, Duval County. I got to give everybody a do. Uh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Hey, George, uh, tell everybody why uh, why you're a big Duval fan. For those that don't know, oh man, oh man, I spent six years in in Jacksonville. Had a great time there playing playing for the Jags with a lot of your Florida Gators, uh, Fred Taylor, Reggie Nelson, Bobby McCray, uh, Mike Peterson, <laughs> the, the, the whole crew. And then there was a first-round draft pick. I can't, can't remember his name. He was uh, Derek, Derek Harvey. Oh, Derek Harvey. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. who he was. He, he didn't turn out to be any good, but, uh, <laughs> but he sure got paid. So. <laughs> I just remember him when, when he showed – I mean, obviously he was supremely talented in college. Yeah. But sometimes I don't think guys realize the work ethic that it takes to translate into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if you see a guy like Miles Garrett, who is a physical specimen with, with his shirt off, he looks the part. Mm-hmm. I remember when Derek Harvey showed up, he had no muscles. And we were we were all like, really? This a dude we drafted in the first first round. What I got no money. <laughs> hey, give us a, a good Freddie T story before we uh, before we get into things. Hello. Hey, did you hear me? No, no, no I didn't. I didn't. Oh, sorry. Hey, you, Cam, you said something Cam. about a story. Oh yeah, Cam, cut that out. Um, all right. So three, two, one. Um, give us a good, uh, give us a good Freddie T story. Oh man. <laughs> okay. So my rookie year, <laughs> this is funny. I've never told this, this story. I, so my, so my rookie year, I'm in the mall in Jacksonville. I see a pretty lady in the mall. So, you know, I'm there, you know, I see her, I'm single at the time. So I try to holler at her and she goes, <laughs> 
Ooh, yeah, yeah, this is probably pretty bad. I'm Fred Taylor's fiance. Oh, it turns out they were getting married in like two weeks. So the first, I mean, and I would never do anything like that intentionally. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't even know mm-hmm. the dude really. So mm-hmm. I went straight to the locker room. The next day, I was like, "Hey, yo, yo, I don't know if you heard about it, but but look, here's here's what happened. I tried to holler at your fiance, but I just wanted to let you know. I mean, clearly she didn't have a ring on, so how am I supposed to notice? And he was like." Don't worry about it, man. I just appreciate that you were an honorable person that came up and tried to say something to me about it instead of, you know, either hiding shame or trying trying to be sneaky about it. Hey, you're, you're a good man. You're a good man. Um, so <laughs> honestly. Yeah, honestly. Honestly. What a guy. What a guy. Stand up guy. Just, you're a stadium and gale type of guy. Um, hey, so George, talk to us a little bit about uh, – you know, your thoughts about this, uh, this Florida-Auburn matchup, and um, we'll go from there. Okay, so first of all, uh, obviously, uh, there, there is no hiding the, the fact that over the last few years, Florida's defense has been pretty doggone good, and they're really good this year as well. The only thing, that, the problem that Florida has had the last couple of years, I mean, even under their current head coach, last head coach, McElwain, has been the offense. And when you look at Auburn, Auburn typically has these up-and-down years. You know, they'll be bad like they were last year, and then all of a sudden they'll have some sort of resurgence. And their defense is really good this year. I got a chance to see them on display against against Oregon a game that I thought that Oregon kind of gave away in the uh, end and 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 but when you go to the quarterback matchup because everybody knows that particularly in college football and in the NFL quarterbacks win and lose football games so you got Bo Nix versus your backup quarterback Trask who is clearly I mean He's moving the ball a little bit better than Felipe Franks, but at the end of the day, I I thought that Bo Nix had his best. Actually, I did, it's not even a think. <laughs> Bo Nix had his best game of the year last week against Mississippi State, and I didn't think that they would even be able to put together this sort of offensive performance because he didn't. Because after the Oregon game, he put together a couple mediocre offensive performances even though they still won the game but if this was a corner turn for for him i do have to give auburn the advantage against florida so um what what do you like about bo nix's game that maybe stood out do you think that this is him turning a corner you think maybe it's an anomaly versus mississippi state who in my opinion is pretty vastly overrated not very good this year Oh, oh, yeah, he has not – I mean, aside from the last drive of the Oregon game, he has been bad uh, or 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 nothing special like at, at all. So, But I think that at some point in time – I mean, because he's a kid who in high school was able to break passing records. And also mm-hmm. the thing that gives him a unique ability, which helps quarterbacks a lot, especially when they're young quarter, quarterbacks trying to read defenses and all of that, is the fact yeah. that – he is very elusive. He's got good feet. He's very mobile. He's hard to sack because uh, he didn't even get sacked his entire senior year of, of high school. He got right. sacked one, once in the Auburn game, and I think he's only been sacked maybe once or twice since. He's very hard to sack. He throws the ball away. 
and and he's able to escape with his with his feet and pick up first downs. And when you add that with a quarterback who can throw the ball, mm-hmm. if he's able to make good reads, then you know it allows him to not have to be quite as perfect. I mean, look at well, look at your your former quarterbacks. I mean, even when you look at a Tim Tebow, when you see what Tim Tebow was able to do in the NFL, then you look to see what he was able to do in college. Just the fact that he was so mobile helped him out with some of his deficiencies fast in the football. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, so, I, I, oh, yeah. you just compare Bo Nix to Tebow? Uh, uh, about to say. <laughs> no. No, see. Uh, are you scared? Yeah. Uh, y'all can't get too sensitive, Y'all get too sensitive. The comparison is not calling uh, – Bo Nick, yeah, Tim Tebow, because Tim Tebow is one of the greatest court college quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that uh, I'm just comparing how sure. much their mobile ability adds to their overall dangerousness. If you want to, if, if you'll allow yeah. me to use that, you know, and helps them in their passing game as well. Right. Do you think Bo Nix is a type of quarterback that can get rattled in a place like the Swamp on, on a packed night, homecoming, crowds? And you think you think he could blow the game? No, no, no. I think that I, I think this kid is a future star. I think that he's got ice water in his in, in his veins. I think that he's one of those few quarterbacks. Like I think the kid at North Carolina Howell. I think that yeah. he is pretty. Uh, that he's got some moxie to him. The same thing with Knicks. I like the kid Jaden Daniels, who's a true freshman too, over at Arizona State. Like these kids just don't get rattled because they played in a lot of big games in, in high school and they're very confident in their ability to to throw the ball, you know, to, to, to throw the ball and win. I mean, and th- that's what I think that you're going to have a quarterback like like Jake Fromm, who's not asked to throw the ball very much at, at all. Like if he has to throw the ball for 30 times, then Georgia loses. So so how does that translate for him? If Georgia falls behind and he's got to throw throw the ball that many times, it gets a little bit uncomfortable for for those guys where where these kids who've done it so many times they're they're able to adjust and you know that actually puts them in their comfort zone. Yeah, so I think I, I, I got a question. Go ahead, Amon. Right, so, just hypothetically, what if we go up, say you know, fourteen points deep in the third quarter? Is Bo Nix good enough to bring us back? Bring him back. Okay, okay, the, okay. Here's the here's the question: How would you get up? Well, no, no, I'm I'm not saying it's not possible. I, no, I'm no, saying, no, no. How no. would you get I, up I, 14 points? Not, no, no, I mean, football, I mean the, the, because for, you, for you guys to get for Florida to get up 14 points on Auburn, because because remember, Auburn has a really good defense. Mm-hmm. They have a really so good defense. For, for, yeah. for, so does Florida, bro. I, 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 and if I'm not for mistaken, you. statistically, our defense is better than Auburn's, um, if I'm not mistaken. So so what I'm asking hold you – Hold on, hold on, hold on. It is very misleading I'm not when trying you to go statistically I'm not trying to at the beginning of the season. It, you guys bro. are five games in. You guys are five games in, okay. so like you can't give me hypothetically. Statistically, if we go up fourteen on them. Do you think they good, he's good enough to bring them back? Is the original question. Now, I ain't trying to hear all the other shit you want to riddle and rattle around. Bro. If we go up fourteen and that shit, and it's, it's, it's Bo Nix good enough to bring them back? 
Don't want to hear all the other shit and run around, bro. There, there's a <laughs> the 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 answer is yes because hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because because Auburn's defense is good enough to get some stops and punts. That way they will have a chance to come back. That's what I'm saying. Is that the secondary is that got Florida one interception all year? Florida I got, not putting I got 45 two interceptions on the first game Hold start. Up. What you talking about? 40, they, they 40 and move the ball. Auburn like, and uh, Florida. Florida's not putting up 45 <laughs> points on Auburn's defense. It, 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 it's not. It's not happening. You guys mm-hmm. can do it against UT Martin. You guys can do it against Towson. You guys can put up 30 points. And I don't, think, and I don't and, think Auburn's putting up 45 points on us either. I don't, I don't think know what, so either. <laughs> What, I don't so think that Florida – hold on, hold on, hold on. I did not say – I never at any point mm-hmm. in time said that, hey, that that Florida was putting up – I mean that Auburn was putting up 45 points on yeah, Florida. Yeah, we never said Florida I, was. I, I, I think that you guys are getting a little sensitive about things. No, bro, you just brought up Because the points. truth is – Nobody, nobody said the 40 points is you. Because the truth is this, is that, is that Florida's offense, has been has put up 24 45 29 34 and 38 this this year that's not a myth that's a fact and and when you look at the and when you look at the level of competition that you guys have played miami's not very good i mean and, and granted and granted it was a very ugly game it's zero week it is very difficult to play so i don't really necessarily uh, judge a team fully at that at, at that point, and then you get a w- week off. You play UT Martin. You blow them out. They're an FCS school like you're supposed to. Then you play Kentucky without their starting quarterback. They're bad too, and that was a close game. It it it, it took a what? Because uh, I was watching that game in particular. It took that fly fly sweep at the very end of the game to uh to a uh, seal it because that was really just a twenty one. Yeah, we seen all game. the games, bro. We know. Yeah. How so I, I'm, trying to, you, I'm, t- I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to tell me because y'all played a shitty ass Ar- Oregon defense. Oregon defense shitty as fuck. I don't mean what to curse. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah. Uh, how how like, can you I'm, wait? Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want to go with the, pack, the whole pack, if, they don't play defense. We know that. Okay. Of of tell me different. Here is where here is where people and people in the south they you guys you guys don't watch the games because because it's clear that you don't. And you're not looking at at the statistics because Oregon. Defense are either our defense is this year. Better than theirs. Or, what you talking or, about? Oregon defense. Are you are you going? Yeah. Are you going to talk? Are you going to listen? This year, this year in particular, I'm talking about. We don't watch football. We watch football. You tripping, bro? You talking? If you gonna talk, no, no, no. I didn't say y'all don't watch football. I said you guys don't watch the West Coast football. That's what. That's what I said. I didn't yeah, think you guys don't. I'm not criticizing y'all, watch, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all are Daniels some. Some of y'all are former players. Some of I'm y'all were like, like, like a. Still, you, you are all an an all American, all of that. I'm not. I'm not mm. not y'all no, football, football knowledge, too, man. You to be on here talking this bullshit is is, is a. Is, mm. I'm a mom, bro. Because mm. I feel like you don't. You haven't even played the game before for this. Shit. That's what you was talking about, bro. Like what you like? you talked about. You talked statistically, right? So hold up, you. You brought up statistically, and statistically this season because because here's what I will admit and be honest about. So, is that Oregon's 
defense, aside from the year that they went to the national championship um, uh, in 2015 and played against uh, Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. That that year, their their defense was really good, except for Ezekiel Elliott. He ran through them at the end, but he also ran through um, <laughs> Alabama the game prior mm-hmm. to that. So, mm-hmm. so, and that and that Oregon's defense had not been good. But I'm telling you, if you look at those same stats that you are looking at, they are the eighth-ranked defense in the country. They have a really good defense this year. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. any previous year. I'm talking mm-hmm. about this particular year. Okay. And yeah, when you uh, talk, uh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. And when you talk about the Pac-12, there are three, well, three, three and a half really good defenses this season. So you have Washington, who who has been good the I last season. Harvard, bro. You and you and you, I'm about. just I'm just going off. Yeah, but what hey, hey, George, I, I think this is I guess my question is Oregon statistically right now does have what the tenth ranked defense in the country, but you just said that we shouldn't consider Florida's offense to be dynamic, and we really shouldn't look at any of the Florida you know stats because of who they've played. You know, you they obviously have that Auburn you know Oregon game, but then they played Nevada, who's not very good at all. Who, then they. Who, Played Montana, they played a really bad Stanford team. So, like, yeah, they have good statistics, but like everything that you just said about why we should discredit, you know, Florida, it's the same reason. It's the same. No, 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 no. I, I did not end it, but, 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 uh, what did I say? I did. I never said that you should discredit Florida's defense because, because the reality is, even, even, hold on, hold on, even, even when you play bad teams or poor competition, right? You see that when that even even a couple years ago when uh, when LSU lost to Troy and when you see all of this, you cannot have teams that are that are really that if you have a good defense, you don't give up points even to bad teams. So I there's no there's no discrediting Florida's mm-hmm. defense. My question is. Is, is is I have serious questions, and you probably mm-hmm. guys do uh, too, about Trask and about mm-hmm. the and about the passing game, which mm-hmm. which, which which there was legitimate reason to have questions mm-hmm. about it with with Felipe Franks, who was very sure. inconsistent, and it's legitimate questions to have questions about it now with Trask. So yeah. when you come in and you ask me about Florida being up. 14 I mean, we can question you guys' passing game as well. I don't think you guys' passing game is elite by any stretch, but we'll finish. Yeah, and and if you are going to ask me about Florida being up four, 14 points, if they can come back, my my uh, question, my my answer is like I like I was telling you is that is that Auburn's defense is good enough to get some stops, mm-hmm. and and all and and Florida's offense is not necessarily dynamic enough to to score a bunch of points on a really good like 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 in terms of they're not Oklahoma on on offense who if they get up 14 points it's going to be tough so, to so come, uh, come so back. so so what you're saying is what you're saying correct me if I'm wrong Auburn's defense is good enough to make some stops, and then when Auburn get the ball our good defense ain't good enough to stop them and they're going to score no i didn't no no that's no, the only way to come back from 14. The original question was if we got up 14. If we got up 14. Bring them back. Can both picks bring them back? I said, not their defense, bro. I said, can both picks bring them back if we're up 14? 
You have yet. You have yet yes, to I, I, I told you the question. The answer to the question is yes, because of because of Auburn's defense, because Auburn's defense is good enough to where to where if, if Florida gets up 14, zero and it's and it and it and it's halftime, then then there's still another five or six possessions left in the game. So, so, so is it possible for them to score two touchdowns in, in six possessions? Yes. And, and, and is it so, so, so when is I there, look at this game, this game is going to come, huh? Is there anything on the Florida side that you say, you, you just don't see no way Florida wins this game. I just want to get it on audio. I got to hear this. Is there any way? No, I, did, I never, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. There, I, obviously, there is a way that Florida w- wins this game. They, that's why wow. they have Tell to us. play football games. Enlighten us. Enlighten us. They have to th- – there's a reason why they play the games instead of looking at them on, on papering, counting stars and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. is yeah. that it comes down that's to this. I've been trying to tell you. So yeah. is it, that's what I was saying earlier. Is it, is it comes yeah. down to this. It comes down to – it comes down to, hey, first, first of all, I do believe hey, that George, Auburn has you, the edge in the game. Yeah. Hey, George, as you're reading these off, are we allowed to rebut any of your thoughts? Or do you want to read them off as a list? Because I, I oh, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, I yeah, for sure. I want to point out a few things, I guess, because I guess, number one, like, I think that you're discrediting Kyle Trask quite a bit. I know that he's a guy that hasn't started until a couple games ago. Um, you know, but he rattled off what 18, you know, completions in a row, uh, which set the UF record last game. You know, he's nearly a, you know, an 80 percent passer on the year, 647 yards. So, like, he that's may not be bad. better. I mean, you can say, yeah. hey, that's Tennessee he may be that's Towson, better, but that's who he's played against. He may be better for the Florida offense. I'm I'm admitting that this is a possibility that he may be better for the Florida offense than Felipe Francis. This, this is entirely possible, but at this point, from from what we have seen so so far, that that he's still, he's still an unknown versus a really good defense. So well, so so while you guys are questioning whether Bo Nix can handle the spot the spotlight big game pressure situations. How's Trask going to ha- handle handle that? Because he hasn't played in any. That's the that's the point. So 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 the reason why I think that Auburn has the edge in this game. First thing is that they have played a tougher schedule. First thing, so they're a little more battle tested. Even though I do give Florida points for playing in a very emotional high stakes game in the state of Florida against Miami. Cause those emotional games and all that stuff, there's pressure, there is atmosphere, all of that. And I do believe in Florida's defense. My question in, in here is, is mm-hmm. how is Trav going to play and can they refrain from turning the ball over? If yeah. if Florida cannot turn the ball over, the game will be extremely close. And if they're and if they're and if Auburn puts the if they can't and Auburn's running game is obviously tricky. They do all all this weirdo stuff with Gus Malzahn that pretty much few other people in the country do. It's like running against a triple option. Like your eyes always got to be in the right place and all of that. Mm-hmm. So if 
if you guys can stop them from running the football and make Bo Nix stand back there mm-hmm. and and throw the ball on third and six, mm-hmm. third and seven, we will we will see what Bo Nix is is mm-hmm. made out of and see what your defense is made out of too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm curious. I mean, you know, if it comes down to turnover battle, you know, Florida is one of the top teams in the country when it comes to turnover uh, margin um, and, and frankly, you know, in interceptions. And I think if they force Bonix to throw the ball, you know, with Florida being number one in the country in interceptions, I think that Florida, you know, wins that battle. I think that that's some of the things that you just mentioned, that if, if they have to put the ball in Bonix's hands, this is what we said right before we came on. I think you and I, you know, um, agree at that point, like, is if, if the ball's in Bonix's hands, and I think that this contradicts a little bit of what you said earlier, not, not really, you know, not being adversarial, but I think that if the ball's in the hands, you just kind of said, hey, I don't know if I have enough trust, you know, in him, you know, leading the team to victory if you have to put the ball in his hands, which goes back to, hey, if Florida is up 14 points, you know, let's just say miraculously Florida scores 14 points and is winning 14 to zero and everything works out that way. I, I don't know if, if you even believe that Bonix can can lead them back, which is I think what what we were trying to get at earlier. Yeah, no, I do I do yeah. believe he I do believe he can. I mean, but yeah. but but Auburn's strength is predicated upon their defense and being able to get to get stops. Sure, and that yeah. and that and that they and that they have been down mm-hmm. before. They've been down fourteen points and were able to. Wow. play ball and and get enough stops to where their offense was was able to make a comeback that's mm-hmm. the that's the entire point and sure. that and that and that that was why i was so <laughs> confused yeah. why, why why florida fans were so upset with the with my with my tweet about saying that that I thought that Auburn would 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 beat Florida right no, now no, because I think no, that they no, will. No. I think they will force more turnovers. You stay, no, you had to stand in the paint. You said that Auburn will destroy Florida. I did. Uh, no, no, I did yeah. not. Wait, what? What was my exact quote? What was my oh, exact boy. quote? Now I've got to go find it. And this yes, is, this please, is going to be yes, a dead please, air time. Please so let me go. Go ahead and uh, keep going here. I'll let me pull it up. Nah, said, let me just get this. Let me get your score, man. What do you think is the final score of this game? I think the final score of this game is going to be 17-27 Auburn. Okay. I think I think Florida's going to add a late uh, add a late field goal. I think they'll it'll be reasonably close for the majority of the game. I think Auburn's going to pull pull away in the, in the second half. Oh, I'm sorry. You said that Auburn would blow the doors off. I'm sorry for misquoting you so much. Blowing the doors exactly. off, and destroying. Exactly. Um, so it doesn't sound like Auburn, in your opinion, is necessarily going to blow the doors off, but it may win a, a hard fog game. Okay, okay. So, have 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 you have you have you watched a football game where never where no this uh, oh sorry there's hold on I didn't even finish the sentence <laughs> I didn't even finish the sentence <laughs> y'all be stopping me mid mid sentence and saying I've never watched football have you ever watched a football game where where it is a ten point victory or a thirteen point victory. And it didn't feel very close. Yep. That's, Do you think that that's was, what it is? Yes. Yes. I think All it's right. a 10 to 13 point victory, but it feels a lot bigger than it really is. But you. at the same time, but at the same time, I do feel, I do believe that, that Florida is one of the top 15 pro programs in, in the country. Mm-hmm. 
And at the same time, I do believe that that they are a quarterback away, just a quarterback away from being a national championship contender. And also, uh, you watch the games because we're missing a whole line. Yeah, I think. I think, oh, I think oh, yeah, it yes, yes. The position in front of that. Yeah. Yes, I forgot the offensive line too, because yeah, because uh, yeah, that wasn't because it hasn't been great. But hey, but uh, but uh, no, go on. No, I was just going to ask you, kind of wrap it. I mean, do you think um, who do you like better as a coach, Dan Mullen or um, Gus Malzahn? I think Dan Mullen's a better coach. He yeah. he's done he's done more with less. He, I, I, I believe that Malzahn's a good coach. I think he's a little inconsistent at, at times, but but if you look at Mullins, he's a, he's a guy who's done more with less. When you look yeah. at what he did at at Mississippi State, <laughs> you know it is yeah. it is it is a kind of special deal when you are a coach and you are able to win in a tough conference, well, actually in any com- in any of the Power Five conferences, and you are able to win at one of the second-tier kind of schools or third-tier kind of schools, because when it comes to recruits in the SEC, before you even get to a kid at, that's going to Mississippi State, he's got to pass by Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, not 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 necessarily even in that in that order, but he's got to pass by all of those schools before you even get to Mississippi State. So if you're able to win at Mississippi mm-hmm. State, that's a big deal. So I do like like Mullen. Believe that he's a guy who is going to Scheming put you guys Daniel. in the conversation. Huh? I think I think Dan from the scheme something up for you, Joyce. Hey hey <laughs> hey hey, and and uh, and uh, and uh, here's the truth. That if you guys win the game, I will. I will own it. I will stand on my. I don't delete tweets. Sure. All right. I'm, I like hold that. up. It, at, if if you it. ask anybody about my history, I don't delete tweets. I don't back off stuff I say because it, it's lame if you do. Like there, there are so many people that are do, and I don't have in in this industry that I know personally, and I don't have respect for it if you delete tweets because you made a prediction and you're wrong you know what ain't nobody going 100 percent, and teams show up so (laughs) you know so i will applaud florida and the other thing i want to applaud florida florida for which i have dissed which i have dissed florida florida for in in the past and so many other sec teams because at the end of the day even though I'm a Pac-12 guy, all of that. I'm like you guys. I'm a college football fan, and I hate these these damn schedules. I hate these cupcake non-conference schedules. I can. Are, are you guys in agreement with me there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I mean, in agreement. I, I, like I, yeah. I think it's changing quite a bit, though. You know, Florida yeah. has USF, Colorado, Utah, uh, Texas ahead. So you know, it is yeah. what it is. You know, what? Florida has to play a lot of home games and. You know, that makes it difficult. You know, Florida has to play Georgia every year at a neutral site, so they lose money that way. So, you know, in order for them to get season tickets, sometimes you have to get these, you know, crappy yeah. games. What, but, you know, I think we agree. There. What I would like to see is is 10 Power 5 games because because I do believe that it, this year, that, that, that this year too, that the SEC is the best conference. And that, mm-hmm. and that, and that I think that it is a crime that you have teams who are 
that that, that you have a team like Alabama mm-hmm. and Georgia last year, and mm-hmm. even and even a Florida. Who well, played. we have we have ten power five games this year. Yeah, Miami, yeah, yeah, Florida yeah. State and then eight SEC. Correct, yeah. correct. And, and and you guys just scheduled a home and homes with Utah, which I give big with which I give big credit. Yeah, for. and Colorado and Texas and yeah. Stuff, yeah. And yeah, because you, yeah, because if you don't play, like it's a crime that Alabama supposedly is so great. You got Tua, you got Quentin Williams, all the other guys that have come through there in the past, Julio Jones, all of this, and they've been on top for so long. And you got Nick Saban uh, talking about, oh, I want to play twelve power power five games. No, you don't. Otherwise, you you would schedule it. Like what? it's a damn shame that you got these this level of talent, but you are too afraid to leave the 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 friendly com, com, confines of of Alabama. Won't play anybody home and home, even though they have some scheduled way out in the future. Yeah. Now well, it's just a know, damn shame. You, you, yeah, no, I, I got you. Hey, George, we're gonna we got to keep it moving. We got a couple other things we yep. need to discuss today. Um, but I appreciate you uh, you standing in the paint. Um, on your Auburn um, blowing the doors off of Florida. We look forward to maybe revisiting this uh, next week, but uh, we appreciate your time this evening. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, and uh, let everybody know where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at George Reiser, or at unafraidshow.com. Hey, and, but I do have one request, is that mm-hmm. if Auburn wins, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all don't go ghost on me now. Hey, we hey we follow you. Our DMs are open. Hey man, I'm, I'm uh, around, man. I, ain't have, I don't got no wild <laughs> predictions for this game, so yeah. All, I all, all three of from. us stand in the paint. You know, we uh, <laughs> we played a we good just football team. That's Saturday. all. We'll see. I, I got coach speed. We played a foot, good football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Keep the head of the game. All right, bro. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, yep. and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks. Goodbye. Talk my talk after the game, baby. <laughs> So my standing up man, in the paint, man. Man, was like man. three point line, Dan. You talking about stood in the paint? No, he didn't. <laughs> I, had I don't know. That man was hey, tough. Uh, hey, you know, <laughs> he had some thoughts, you know. But back to that, that that whole <laughs> back to the whole scheduling thing. He was talking about for a second. I don't like. I'm fine with having cupcake games because this is not the NFL. You don't get no preseason. You know, you don't get to figure out what you got. Like you get straight into. Mm-hmm. The games and every game matters in college football. It's yep. not like you can figure it out some week. So I'm fine. Like I don't know who these new people is. I just want to see teams clobber each other. I'm yeah, fine but. with a couple cupcakes to figure out what I got and fix things before I get in conference play. I don't know what they're Absolutely. talking about. You know, Florida's playing. You know, Florida's playing ten Power Five games this year. Um, you know, they're going to do it for the you know the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, it, it, it frustrates me when, when that's the common excuse. I mean, you can go on Alabama show and you can talk to them or you can go on Georgia show and talk to them. But, you know, Florida's playing nine, ten power five teams every year. we got a bunch of stuff, you know, ahead. Uh, you know, it is what it is, you know, and Florida's helping support programs like Towson and, uh, and UT Martin that need the money to keep their athletic department going on. So, you know, I don't mind a, a little charity giving uh, every once in a while. But, uh, you know, that conversation went way off track. Um I, I don't. I don't agree with most of what what he said. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I, I think that he was, you know, you know, weaving and and going through now, trying his, to figure out. Hey, how, it was hard to have a conversation. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, he was I, I saying. Think, go ahead. The part. The part when he said uh, about when I asked him is Bo Nix that like could he blow this game? And he started talking about his confidence and all that type of stuff in the big games. 
you can have that mentality. Mm-hmm. You can have that mentality. That don't mean it's going to yeah. translate every game. Like Frank's had it. Frank's had it. Yeah. I don't think yeah. no game was big for Frank's, but clearly he wasn't winning the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, Man, it matters. Like, well, ride not, ride not on Bo Nix. Hey, man, Peyton Manning has came into the swamp and wet the wet the bed, bro. I don't know what this man is, bro. But all you know what type of quarterbacks that came into the swamp and wet the bed? He think Bo mm-hmm. Nix can't. That can't happen to Bo Nix. He said that won't happen. That can, like I'm really? like, oh, you, oh my god. I say only, the only defense that they've really played this year was Oregon. And Texas A&M, and those were two of his worst games. You know, he threw for 106 yards as a quarterback two weeks ago against Texas A&M. Yeah. And not, Florida is better than Texas A&M. Offense. No, and if, if this game comes down to the turnover battle, I like Florida. You know, Florida's had a turnover in 16 of the 18 games that Grantham's been on defense. They have a turnover in nine games. The yeah. they, they win the, you know, they're leading the league in interceptions. Like, I like Florida when it comes to turnover. Yeah, you're talking about leading the league in interceptions, and that, that's, you know, what, what defense is potted on it with DBs. How come we can't throw the ball on them? They got one interception the whole season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, he, like, you just got to come in, balance, uh, talk about other teams' strengths, your weaknesses, not just – like he didn't have Auburn didn't have a weakness go according to him, mm-hmm. you know. But we're yep. gonna find out Saturday. That's we'll what find out the game. Hey, Dan, what you got young? for the score? Uh, I like Florida twenty-eight to twenty-six. Twenty twenty-six. That's what I'm going with. I'm on twenty-one fourteen, Florida. Florida. All right. What about you, Silk? Twenty-one seventeen, Florida. Hey, Cam, hop in here real quick. What are your thoughts? Um, Honestly, man, it's going to be a little like all y'all think. I'm thinking around 24-14. Okay. All right, cool. So uh, we got a clean, a clean sweep of Florida winning. But uh, hey, guys, that was a uh, that was an adversarial guest. Um, didn't love everything he put out there, but uh, you know it is what it is. And, and other his I thoughts, think it was but, good uh, content. Man. I like that energy. Amad like got riled energy. up. Yeah, y'all like that energy. Hey, you that's, know what I'm some, that's as riled up as I've seen Amad. Yeah, that's, sometimes that's, 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 yeah, this man talking about man, this man be tripping, bro. So he, he like. Yeah. It, their defense gonna stop, gonna gonna get some stops. All right, so All right. the only way they can come back from fourteen is they have to score in our defense, right? Mm-hmm. So you saying they just gonna score in our defense and we ain't gonna get no stops? He just said how they gonna get up fourteen like it was impossible, like bro. Yeah, he said, like, what you mean, bro? Two, and, they can scoop two fumbles then, in a row, like something wild. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can cause two fumbles and, then, and two, you know, kickoffs. Who cares? Oh, it doesn't is. matter. That's not the question. Bro, and then at the end he say, "That's why we play the game." I'm like, "Up, right. it's not what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you that." <laughs> All right, we got a we got a, a special interview coming up yeah. uh, with a Gator legend, a Gator goat. Hey, this is this is a guy that I grew up watching. Um, yeah, this is the reason when I was five years old. Um, when he was quarterback, and those are my earliest memories. My mom went to UF, so I grew up a Gator fan. Uh, this is a guy that I. Um, I idolized, man. I followed his NFL career, followed it all. I mean, he's a uh, – I mean, talk about not only a goat on the field but off. So, um, man, I'm excited about this interview, boys. Yeah, yeah definitely. So definitely. this uh, Guest of the Week is brought to you by Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the, from the panhandle to the keys, I'll let my man Greg at 954-589-2204. Big policies, anything on your home, any auto, motorcycles, renter's insurance, I'll let my man Greg. 
Let's ride, fellas. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. So, first time on the show, two-time first-team All-SEC, two-time first-team All-American, two-time SEC Player of the Year, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, quarterback, Danny Werfel. What's up, Danny? Hey, man. Good morning. Yeah, you say household name. Well, I was there not long ago, and some somebody came up to me and said, man, you look familiar. And I was like, you know... <laughs> Because I'm a football player. That's disrespectful. That's credit, <laughs> credit, credit union commercials. That's right. You work. You you work for the credit. And you know what's odd? It seems that every time I'm home, with, you know, with my wife and uh, we're, we, we, Danny names, you know, comes up in conversation. That commercial always seems to come on either that day or the next day. So it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so Danny, man, uh, you know, we've been having some quarterback changes in the in the city of Gainesville with with, with our Gators and. Uh, you know, talk about, you know, some of the quarterback changes we see. Talk about, you know, uh, you know, how the Gators been looking this year and, and what can we do to be successful for the rest of the year? Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a type of guy that is going to be positive no matter who your guy is. And so, you know, right. whoever, whoever's in that spot, I'm going to be supportive of. And I tell you, you know, Felipe has battled through a lot of things over these past few years. I think he's improved tremendously and was a was a warrior for the Gators, so just really grateful for him and hated to see him uh, get hurt the way he did. That was that was painful, and also it was it was neat to see the way the team rallied around him when he got hurt. You know, when you're kind of away from it, for sure, you don't for know sure. how a team is is reacting to to a quarterback per se. But that was pretty pretty neat. So I felt really bad really bad for him. He's incredibly talented, and he's won a lot of games for us. Um, but I, I have to say, and you know, a lot of people are, are pointing this out already, but, uh, you know, Kyle Trask has a, a unique set of skills. Um, he's, he seems to be really quick at making his decisions, getting through his reads, finding uh, the open spaces in the field to throw it to. And probably, in my opinion, one of the most important things is getting through that, those progressions and then m- making a throw on time. I don't know that you can ever overemphasize uh, or overstate the importance of timing in pros. You know, a half second earlier, right. or a half second late, it may, right. may not work. Um, I'm coaching flag football right now, and I think I said that like 10 times on Saturday at our game. Uh, so I, what I see in Kyle is very encouraging to me. I think that if you, if you kind of think about, you know, uh, we're not going to be a dominant running team. Um, you know, I think that we've, we've, we've learned that. Uh, you know, and our best, potentially our best position group is our receivers. So I think in some ways uh, it's fallen into a a place where uh, we can be pretty optimistic. I mean, you know, you can uh, solve that. And I think you got to give tons of credit to Coach Mullen to having these guys ready. He seems to be a whiz, always having whoever his quarterback is uh, perform well. So uh, excited about that. Emery, Got some good throws this week too, which which is very encouraging, and obviously some good runs. So I'm encouraged. I feel awful for Felipe, but uh, I'm encouraged with Trask and, and Jones and of course Mullen. For sure. So uh, I think your first start um, as a Gator was I think we said uh, it was Tennessee, right? Um, yeah. How did how did you prepare uh, for your first start? 
And how did the preparation change from, you know, being the backup to becoming a starter? Uh, well, I mean, you get a few more reps, obviously, with the first team. You get a, a few more action. Probably the biggest difference is all the hoopla around you. You know, everybody's talking about it. For sure. Um, For sure. You know, all, all the me- media days and all the people asking you questions. And then, of course, there's a lot more uh, nerves and uh, adrenaline firing around game day. But, uh, man, yeah, it was a special time. And it was neat to see Kyle get his first start in the swamp against Tennessee as well. Danny, what what is it like to, to come off of the bench and you know in Kyle Trask's you know situation he he really only played you know one half against Missouri last year but other than that has you know re- really not played a, a ton um, you know throughout his career since high school so what is it like to come off of the bench you know and and play those not only those mop up minutes but then get your your first career start and and how is it different preparing to be a backup than it is to be a starter? Well, you know if. There's a lot of different ways that can go down. I think a lot of it depends on the, the personality of the person and, and, and also the, the coaching style of how they're using backups in practice. And from everything I've heard, uh, Coach Mullen and the team really tries to prepare uh, a couple of those guys, not just the starter, to be ready to play. So I think that really shows a lot. Um, I think, uh, you know, ideally, if you're a backup or not, you are always – always mentally ready and preparing uh, for that. So, you, you, you know, that's an ideal situation. From a nerves perspective, that, that can go either way. You know, sometimes uh, if you've got the whole week to worry about it, you can be a little little nervous going out to start. But if you just kind of get thrown in, you, sometimes you just go in there and do it. Other times you may, you may emotionally not be ready. But I tell you, he was spot on uh, in that Kentucky game. Um, and then, you know, everybody wondered how he'd handle preparing and starting and I'd say so far he's done great. Danny, how did you become uh, a Florida Gator in the recruiting process? Like, what made you make that decision? And we'll go from there, but let me get that first. How did you become a Florida Gator? Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up in the panhandle of Florida and honestly was more of a Florida State fan in high school. I had had moved all around the, the country and the world, actually. My dad was an Air Force chaplain so we moved in the air force and we just ended up in the panhandle and uh i was leaning towards florida state my older sister was at florida state um and i visited alabama and thought oh man i'm gonna go to alabama and then i visited florida state thought nope i'm going to florida state and then i visited florida said nope i'm going to florida and so i was <laughs> you know t- torn uh but the two things that led me to florida one was if uh if i was um you know playing quarterback who else would you want to play for than Steve Spurrier? So that was one. And number two, if I wasn't playing football at all, and I was looking at those three schools as a student academically, without question, I would have chose Florida. What's your best moment? I know you got the national championship. I know you got the high, you won the Heisman. Outside of those two moments, because those are easy to pick, what's your favorite moment as a Gator? Mm. Man, uh, there's some, there's some good ones. I mean, that uh, that Kentucky play, my first really kind of meaningful playing time as a Gator, my freshman year, and throwing a touchdown to Chris Doring with a few seconds left in the game to win. That was uh, that was pretty pretty amazing, and it really set the course a lot for my my career. And so um, that was pretty special for me. Um, you know, there's there's a few other moments going to Georgia and beating them at Georgia. 
uh, we, we got to play up there that year. That was pretty, pretty neat, especially now that I live in Georgia. I can. Uh, you can brag about that one. Yeah, for sure. I wish I could have done that uh, yeah, one. That's whatever. something I never get to do. <laughs> you should get that. Yeah. Uh, put it on the back of your, your vehicle window. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> there, there was that. But honestly, I mean, a lot of the things that I remember were, you know, the, the relationships with the guys, the, the joking in the locker room. We put together a, a tape ball tournament where we, you know, we'd made tape into a ball and had like a wiffle ball tournament. And, you know, just those moments driving to 6 a.m. workouts, uh, to, to go run on the track with the guys. A lot of those are the memories I have that weren't necessarily visible, but they're the ones that, that stick. And, and Danny, uh, you know, it, it's been, you know, a little bit since you graduated. There's been a number of coaching changes. Uh, you know, what keeps you coming back to, to Florida, uh, you know, as consistently and as often as you do? Obviously, you're a very busy guy, but what keeps you you coming back and, and making Florida a priority for you? I mean, one, it's, I think that's just, sort of the right thing to do you know you support your team you'd be loyal and you know if we were three and eight or three and nine every year that'd be harder but you still do it because that's part of being part of the family um but you know fortunately we've had some great great times uh even since Spurrier left and Urban Meyer comes in and Ahmad's crew just just dominates and makes it fun and uh you know and then even when we're having what we call down years you know we're winning a lot of games and uh mm-hmm. I think probably the hardest part for Gator football now was how successful Spurrier and Urban was because now our expectations are like, you know, you get eight or nine wins and you feel like it was a bad year. So, uh, but now there's some excitement. I'm telling you, uh, I think Dan Mullen uh, is a very unique guy and uh, has just done an outstanding job. And so you want to be loyal to your team. And it's also nice when they're good and exciting. Danny, obviously, you know, um, prolific offenses. And, and what do you think it is with, with Dan Mullen? You know, after Urban left, you know, Florida really struggled on offense for the better part of eight years. What do you think it is about Dan Mullen that's been able to turn, you know, this offense around, uh, you know, with a lot of the same players that, that coaches before were struggling with? Well, he can really uh, game plan his way into some success. I think he has a, a great way of, of maximizing the of the guys he has you know I mean you even see right out the gate the offense looked a little bit different uh with Kyle at the helm than it did with Felipe I think you know he's playing to each of their strengths and his play calling and so he's, he's adaptable um you know a little bit uh you know I, I'm, I'm a Spurrier guy and so you know if you see the ball less than 10 yards on the play it was a check down and a disappointment <laughs> with him so right. we were always right. attacking vertical which which is pretty fun. And so, you know, it's, it, you know, a lot of his offense is, is very run centered and sort of short horizontal spread the field and then take, take shots every now and then. Um, and he's been tremendously effective with that. Uh, but I, I, I love kind of the way we, we push the ball down the field uh, with Kyle. And I'll say this though, um, there's a risk reward with that, obviously. And, you know, if you're making quick decisions and you're throwing the ball down the field or you're waiting to hit that guy down there, you know, sometimes you're going to throw into coverage. It's going to happen sometimes. So you're going to get a few picks that maybe you wouldn't. And then also, if you're waiting to make that big play, you may hold on the ball too long. And so those are some things that we've seen from Kyle, but those are things you're going to see uh, happen in those situations too. So not unexpected. 
and, and since you brought brought him up, you know, we've had James Bates and Chris Doring on the past couple of weeks. Uh, give us a uh, an all ball coach uh, story. <laughs> well, I probably can't think of any they hadn't already told you. And uh, <laughs> if you've had those guys on, you've, you've had more funny, engaging people than me for sure. And Chris is super knowledgeable now about everything. He's he's great at what he does with the SEC Network. Um, I'm sure you've heard the story of, uh, you know, when a player messed up or, in my case, threw an interception, and he said, Danny, it's not your fault. It's my fault for putting you in there. So that's uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorites. And then uh, one time I threw a bunch of, bunch of touchdowns. man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I threw uh, a bunch of touchdowns, and someone said, yeah, man, what's it like to coach such a talented player like Danny? And I said, well, you know, he's really not that talented. He's just highly coachable. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, anyway, he's, he's great. Well, well, Danny, question. All right, so we know you played for Spurrier in this, in this, this great offense. If you had to pick any other Gator coach to, to play for all time, who would it have been? Well, you know, I definitely would want to say Urban, uh, you know, because of the success he had. But if I had to be a little little authentic, that offense, you know, is, is really ideal for someone a little bit more like Tebow than for me. Um, so, you know, I don't know if I would have had as much success in that offense. But he, he'd have been the program and the coach I would want to, want to have been around with possibly, uh, you know, Mullen being the next after Spurrier, but I'll throw this out there. Uh, in the introduction, you mentioned the World Bowl. And when I was at, played in the World Bowl, my head coach was Galen Hall. Mm. And uh, we, won the, we won the World Bowl. Okay. So okay. I had a great experience playing, playing with Coach Hall. And uh, he didn't have the success of some of these other guys we've talked about. But uh, that was a great experience. So I definitely want to give him some love and put him in that list. And Danny, earlier in the show, you talked about your coaching flag football, and I'm I'm sure the uh, the, the quarterback is going to be the next great uh, to come through Florida. But uh, have you ever thought about getting into coaching at a at a more serious level or more professional level? I have a ton, um, you know, at different points, and I've I've had plenty of of discussion and opportunities around it. I think you know, for me, uh, there's several things that are interesting and, and, and exciting to me that I, I would consider. But I think, you know, you really only have one life to live and there's only so much time. And, uh, you know, when I think of as a Christian, I also think of when you're living your life, you're also thinking about how are you giving your life towards something that's, that's significant, not just, not just living, but trying to, to live with purpose. And so when I, when I go through those grids, uh, there's something about coaching that's, it's engaging, but at this point, it just the, the other things with Desire Street and the, the things that I'm involved in uh, have been more for me. Um, you know, the other thing with coaching, too, is, you know, I do a lot of different things here and there, but you can't just sort of kind of coach. I mean, you're either doing that and nothing else or, or you're not doing it much. And so that, you know, it's, it's such an intense uh, road, especially to, to, to be in the, the college or professional ranks. Uh, Danny, I know you you mentioned Desire Street, and um, you know I, I've I've been blessed enough to to uh, you know come to a few events with you and the Desire Street Ministries. Can you speak on the Desire Street for the people who don't know about it, and, and kind of give us a gif a uh, gifs about it? 
Yeah, well, I got involved. It started in 1991 in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I came in 97 when I was drafted by the Saints. So I, I went there and heard about it. I started volunteering, and it's, it's really Desire Street Ministries is a ministry that's trying to revitalize under-resourced neighborhoods. So it's, it's working in really difficult neighborhoods. At the time, the Desire neighborhood was uh, in New Orleans was one of the worst-ranked neighborhoods in the country um, by HUD. And so my you know, experience there was really impactful for me and, uh, and then started working there. And, and now what we do, we live in Atlanta and Desire Street. We partner with leaders all over the Southeast that live and work in really under-resourced neighborhoods. And we basically do a lot of uh, leadership development, care for the leaders, training, coaching, mentoring, retreats. Sort of our, our idea is if we can keep some of these heroes healthy and going, that there can be some significant you know, lifelong and, and, you know, generational, multi-generational and eternal uh, change. So, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, so Danny, what's, what's next for Desire Street? Um, I know that you guys recently moved your headquarters uh, over to Atlanta, and I know that you're looking to, to grow, you know, quite a bit more, but what's next for you guys? And, you know, how can the, the listeners of, of this podcast um, help out? Man, that's great. Yeah, we're continuing. We we added four new neighborhoods this past summer, and this next summer we'll probably add two or three more. Um, so a couple different ways. I mean, the simplest thing is to go to our website, desirestreet.org, and wherever you are, there's ways you can get plugged in, and, and we obviously need support financially to do what we do. Uh, but also, if, if you're in a neighborhood, uh, if you happen to live somewhere where we have a partner, there may be opportunities to, do, to go directly to a neighborhood and support things going on there and then you know even if you live somewhere where there's not a desire street per se organization you know uh gainesville's got plenty of neighborhoods and areas that that could use some help and there's some great people doing work already that you could get behind and um just an opportunity to, to make the world a little bit better yeah definitely that's definitely something that we what uh, love to get behind uh, mm-hmm. here over at Stadium Miguel. We w- we would love to uh, you know talk with those guys. So uh, you know off the record, uh, Danny, I'll text you and you know uh, see what we can do um, a- as a group to 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 make the the Gainesville community a little bit better. Um, so are you going right. to the game this weekend, Danny? Or, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I wish. Um, man, it's turned out to, to be the game, hadn't it? Um, however, not to get too much detail, but. Uh, Ahmad and I a year ago played in the flag football tournament, uh, and I've, I've continued to do that and loved it. And uh, I've gotten to the point where uh, if I'm going to do that anymore, I have to have shoulder surgery. So I'm having surgery <laughs> Wednesday. This week. Oh, my God. No. And I'll miss going to the game, but no, I may no. have my arm ready to throw some more uh, in this next upcoming tournament. Cause it's hey, guess what, Dan? I'm, I'm, hey, I hope, hey, James, I hope you're listening to this. Sign me up for next year. Right. <laughs> hey, I'll That's play right. too. Well, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you this, Ahmad. Start training now, buddy. <laughs> Start training now because you're going to you have to bring your A-plus game. Yeah. Hey, I look, like, hey, hey, you know, this, you know, this sounds like a slouch, you know, when, uh, you know, when you think of, of flag football. This isn't your, dad, your granddaddy's flag football, all right? I mean, Danny had oh, us no, intense yeah, practices. Legit. I mean, we were in practice for maybe a two, two and a half, almost close to three hours, just, you know, trying to get our timing down, like Danny talked about, um, getting guys back in shape. You know, uh, us older guys, you know, we, we aren't, you know, 
spring chickens anymore and 20 and 21 years right. old uh, so we're out there trying to get back in shape and run around a bit so um it was always great just to uh you know get out there and, and have another opportunity I mean, we had guys on our team like chris doring um we had travis mcgriff on our team brandon james and we had three different generations of gators what made our team so special so we had the 96 champions on our team a few of the 06 champions on our team and some of the 08 champions um so you know it's no way why we, we, we shouldn't bring this home next time. So, Danny, you know, I, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to do more on my end. I mean, let's bring this thing home, all right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome, guys. All right, Danny, man. Well, um, well, before you leave, we got to ask one more question. What's your prediction sure. for this weekend? Woo! Um, well, as a Gator, I want to be super loyal. Uh, and so my heart is going gonna, is gonna to say some several things are going to happen. Um, we're going to uh, you know, be able to throw the ball. Our defense is going to turn it up and get some, some turnovers and, and kind of get their offense off the field. We're going to take advantage of their young quarterback and uh, we're going to win uh, 27 to 24. That's what my heart mm. says. Um, uh, I'm not going to tell you what my mind says. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> we got, there's uh, there, we, we just have so many, possibilities of right. things going wrong and right. there's just different ways and they seem to be peaking and i mean and i haven't right. really watched them but i've heard their d-line is like one of the best in, in yeah, the probably the best. football yeah. yeah for sure so that that alone makes me nervous um but let's go back to the butt uh dan mullen knows all these things and he has a way to scheme around them and so that gives me hope for sure for it. sure well, Danny, thanks so much sure. for, for hanging out with us and, and making some time. And, Definitely. Um, you know, we, we would love to have you back on the show in the future. Um, Ahmad, I know you and him are going to connect about what we can do to help with Desire Street. But thanks so much for your time, uh, Danny. Go Gators. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you in the future. For sure. For thanks sure. a lot, thanks, Danny. Dan. Thanks, uh, thanks Danny. Ahmad, God bless you, pal. Uh, God bless you as well, man. Right. Thank you. We'll All talk right. to you Bye-bye. soon. Thanks, Danny. Woo. Perfect. A goat. Go, 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 go. go. <laughs> that, that was a good interview. Hey, but, uh, hey, so, Dan, I got a funny story. So, um, I talked to one of my reliable sources, and he told me a funny story about Danny one time. And he said, you know, uh, Danny had linked up with Mike Vick, and they were playing in the flag football league. And apparently, you know, Vick was going to uh, get cleats for the team. So, apparently, Mike Vick and Danny Werfel walked to, uh, went to Dick Sporting Good to get the cleats. <laughs> as soon as they walked in Dick Sporting Good, everybody just ran up to uh, Michael Vick. Like, oh, my God, that's Michael Vick. Like, can we get a picture? Can we give me an autograph? You know? And Danny was just standing around like, damn, like, nobody see me over here? But everybody was with Mike Vick, though. So, you know, Danny said for the first time, he understand what his wife and his kids you know, go through, with, you know, when they go out and stuff. But that's crazy, though, because did Mike, Mike Vick win a Heisman? Uh, nah, but I mean, he had that coach. Then he got a, sta- a statue in the stadium. Mind you, they was in Gainesville. Then he yeah. got a statue in the in 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 the, in the city, man. And they they ran. Bro, when Vic was on, Vic was like unbelievable. He was a cheat. He was a cheat. Bro, he's like a top five athlete in the world at that time, bro. Incredibly, incredibly talented. Incredibly talented. Hey, Amani, just just give me a buzz whenever you're uh, when you get the right. teams ready for this flag football team. I'll get my cleats ready and I'll be out there. Hey, Dan, 
You ain't. You can't do the ladders. Really, already told us. Hey, Dan, uh, you thought you was, <laughs> Dan, you thought you was escaping the word of the week, Dan. Uh-uh-uh. Bang that uh, ass. Word of the week, Bang that ass here, Dan. Are you ready? <laughs> pause. Big pause. Uh, oh, pause, big pause, pause. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> Dan, you ready, Dan? I'm ready. The word of the week is churn. Churn. <laughs> churn. I don't know what's going on. Um... I don't, yeah, I mean, the only churn I can think of is butter. Like, let me get that shirt now. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, churn, Dan, like children. Like, hey, how many churn you got? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I would have thought... Oh, oh man, Dan. What? Really Come on, Dan. Sharon. Turn, turn. Oh, turn. Sharon is, is the proper way to say it. Turn. Yeah, turn right. is, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Turn. Man. I'm right, turn. turn you got, man. I'm right. turn so, right though. So, Silk, so. you got you got two churn. And hey, look. Hey, right. hey, Dan, you need to go to your wife tonight and be like, so, babe, how many churn, how many more churn you want? Uh, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that you what you need to do? Yeah, the end of the night. <laughs> See what she say, Dan. You got to You got to right. say. Yeah, say. I got you. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know next time. But well, you got to say it one time, Dan. Sure. <laughs> uh, after she uh, had to pass the uh, mo control, right? Those <laughs> 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 are idiots. You guys are absolute idiots. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, give me six. Like I said, give me four, five, six years, and I'll be. Uh, we'll be able to have a full fledged conversation. Yeah, we're about to give you your, your, your hood pass in a minute, then. Just keep That's up. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Man, uh, Ahmad, what do you think? Uh, hey, our boy Russell's got a question uh, on Patreon, so we're going to uh, dive, uh, dump uh, right into our uh, our Gibson uh, dive in detail. Deep dive with 35. Um, so Gibson uh, dive in detail uh, is uh, down in, in Broward County, Miami Dade, in Palm Beach County, uh, doing a boat de- uh, boat detailing, underwater hull cleaning, and uh, dive recovery. Uh, Sean Gibson's an awesome guy, big fan of the show, big fan of Victory Roll Up, and everything that we're doing. So give Sean a call, uh, 352-514-1486. Like I said, if you're down in you know that Tri County, Broward, Miami Dade, Palm Beach County area. Definitely have Sean's phone number again. It's three five two five one four one four eight six. If you're not down in South Florida, give him a call. He's got connections all over the Southeast, all over Florida. They'll be able to help you with anything that you need with your boat when it comes to detailing, uh, anything related to recovery uh, or um, or hull cleaning. So. Um, so definitely give Sean a call again, 352-514-1486. So um, as we always do, we go to patreon.com. We ask uh, those guys over there, hey, what is your uh, – what's your your question for Ahmad? So this week it's our uh, our buddy Russell. Russell's a big fan of the show, big supporter of us. Um, and this one's a little different, Ahmad. It's not about you. It's just about your opinion of things. And, and Silk, you can, you can hop into after. Um, so he said, um, hey, Ahmad. I know it was said that Coach Dan Mullins' early insertion of EJ into the UT game felt awkward or forced. I just felt like he was trying to get the offense used to uh, Emory Jones coming in at a spontaneous point, uh, whether it be because Kyle Trask lost his helmet or had a stinger or whatnot. In other words, maybe preparing the offense for a sudden adversity moment. What are your thoughts in my way off base? It's a long question. Uh, um. I, just, I man, I think uh, coach goes in in every game with with the plan. Uh, you know, he somewhat knows what 
um, he's going to do when when the game um, you know happens. And uh, I don't think he he just you know you know spontaneously put him out there. Um, I think it was a plan for it, for him putting him out there. So um, you know, I, like I say, coach come in. You know, every game with a plan. Um, I trust I trust Coach Mullen to, to do what what's right. Um, and you never know what can happen. But you know, at the end of the day, um, uh, Emory getting rep. So. So what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think that there's a little bit more, you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, last week when Emory Jones came in, uh, you know, that we thought it was a little forced. Do you think that that's maybe why it is forced in case there is a uh, you know, kind of a sudden change or? No, I think Dan, uh, especially in the game, like I think he stripped his quarters like Dan, like, like um, I was just saying. So I think he had, had that scripted out at a certain minute mark. He wanted to get a mod in to try some, I mean, get an Emory in to try some things. And that's what he did. He's just, He's a smart guy. I don't think he's he's just do, randomly doing things. He's very organized, so I'm pretty sure he just had that in the Ooh. game plan. And when he got to that time in the game, he put him in. He wasn't thinking about the flow or nothing like that. He just had stuff he wanted to work on, and and that's what he did. We don't get a preseason, man. So when you get some of those matchups and you can try some things out, you got to try it out mm-hmm. before you get into the, the Auburns. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I think it was. But And I'm cool with it. Whatever he yep. goes with, until it doesn't – I mean, in a big game, you could ruin the, the rhythm. That could happen. Mm-hmm. But the way Emory just played this last game, he showed some flashes, throwing the ball and running the ball. I'm not mad if they take Trask off to try some some things that Dan think we could break loose. Yeah. Well, there you go. Patreon.com. It it's wasn't like Axe Silk, but Dan, Dan won in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's yeah. all good. I, always, I, always <laughs> want opinion. I don't. I don't have an opinion because I haven't watched a game of football yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey Silk, uh, we're closing out. Take us uh, home. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Uh, we got a big recruiting weekend uh, coming up. Uh, tell us a little bit about what we got going on. A uh, big recruiting weekend. When you have these type of matchups, these are games you want, man. That's why you want to be a. Highly ranked team. Because right now, if you're not ranked and you're playing Auburn, it's an okay visit. You'll get some guys to come. But when it's a top 10 matchup, like kids want to pile up and come. So we got um some big names. The biggest name is probably going to be Isaiah Walker. A lot of people got him on commit watch. Um, He's hinted that he may commit. We don't know. Um, We'll see how the game goes. But if we win, uh, fireworks could go off. We'll see. I don't know if his plan is is if to commit if we win or not commit. I don't know, but he's on commit watch. Uh, we got Rivals 250, Xavier Henderson, wide receiver, brother of Chris Henderson. He's coming in. Probably the number one guy on our receiver board. Very important recruit. Um, it's good to have him in the building. Uh, we uh, these, all, these are unofficial visits, which is also good. So you get Xavier mm-hmm. Henderson in. Now you get him in later on this official visit. Uh, also on official visit is Derek Wingo, already committed to us, rival 100 mm-hmm. linebacker. Uh, Zakevious Walker, mm-hmm. currently committed to Georgia, uh, top 250 defensive lineman. Uh, also, I think he's coming in on an official, right? Him and EJ yeah, Smith, yeah. Evanson. Yeah. And EJ Smith is on an official visit as well. And those are the big names with with the. Uh, the 21 recruits. I don't really want to get into all the, the 21. I mean, the 20 recruits. I don't want to get right. into all the 21, 22 guys. But we got a long list. Yeah. Nobody's having a better weekend as far as recruits this weekend in the country. No, yeah. I I count um, from Andrew Spivey over at Gator Country, a good buddy of mine. Um, we've got 
uh, Anthony Richardson, Jaquavan Frazier's Leonard Manuel um, coming in on uh, that, that are committed. Uh, Jovens uh, Janvier uh, that's committed. Uh, Johnny Brown, Gervin Dexter, Antoine Powell, uh, Derek Wingo, Avery Helm, Trevez Johnson, uh, all guys that are committing to Hari Rogers, all guys that are committed. And the 21 guys are, are Carlos Del Rio, uh, Tyreek Saff, uh, Christopher Thomas, Clinton Burton Jr., Kamar Wilcoxon, uh, all those committed guys are coming in. So that's a big one that we've got uh, a bunch of other big names coming in too. So this is that big weekend. And, you know, Ahmad, I don't know if you uh, want to talk about your, you know, any of your visits to the swamp, but, you know, this is where they roll out the red carpet every time. No, I was going to ask, you know, ask every, uh, have you guys ever been playing? Like, Ahmad, have you ever had a big game where you guys blew a team out and you guys got a bunch of commitments? Like, how does that usually go? Like, or what's that like? Like like what? <clears throat> like like when, like when you were playing and, and like recruits on campus and, and it's like a big visit, big game like this weekend, a lot of visits. Bro, uh, dudes, they used to just come to our game. Bro, you got to understand, bro, I played with Tebow. So, like, everybody wanted to see him play, bro. Like, yeah. whether it's, whether we play, whoever we playing. Like, whoever. Oh, okay, so like, every weekend was big. <laughs> right, every weekend yeah. was cool. Yeah, bro, every single yeah. weekend. Yeah, big, yeah. Bro, like, it, it is no matter who yeah, we that's, play, it, that shit was selling mm-hmm. out, bro. Yeah, that, so that's back when I worked on the recruiting staff for, you know, those four years when I was an undergrad. Uh, every weekend, you know, so where the recruits sit is in that, that's those bleachers in the south end zone. So all of those were filled for every single game for the most part. They even had to bleed over into the actual seats for the game. You know, they put a lot of parents and stuff up there. Uh, every single game from 2006 to 2010 when I was there was was chock full of people. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, there's not as much time as you think you know, for these guys. So the fact that you have so many people, especially the ones that are coming on unofficial, you know, visits, they're going to get some time with coaches and everything else, but there's not a ton of time for these guys to spend with them. So, uh, you know, Florida's got to be really efficient. You know, we had Lee Begley on a few months ago and she talked a lot about what their process and everything else looks like, but this is a, you know, when you have this many people and you have this many big names, you know, it is a huge machine of gears that's working together to make sure that, you know, coaches are getting in front of the guys that they need to get in front of and talking to them and make sure that they're shoveling the right way. So so big, uh, big shout out to Lee Begley for, for what's going to have to happen this weekend, because I know it's stressful because they've got, you know, the the official visitors. So that means they've got stuff Friday, Saturday and Sunday with those guys and then these unofficial guys that are coming in and out. So it's a uh, it's a hell of a weekend. Nice. So I'm feeling good, man. Uh, I'm pulling up in town Friday morning. I'm gonna holler at you as soon as I get there, Mod. We hang out, yeah, hey. things out. Homecoming, hey, baby. Hey, Silk. Uh, you guys still have tickets left? Are we still have tickets left for the uh, tailgate? Uh, I got to check with TJ. Maybe sold out. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll find Tell out. Tell us a little bit more know. about what we're doing, where to uh, to meet, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any of that right there. In front I'm going to call Anybody that has a ticket, I mean, all the information is on, on, on yeah. uh, Eventbrite, Eventbrite. On, yep. on the Big 3, Big Three Roll-Up Eventbrite page. They have the, all the target information, which bars we're hitting, the meetup spot. And also mm-hmm. Friday night, we're at House of Beers, downtown, yep. pull up. Everything's free. We're hanging out. Um, me and my cam, the whole crew will be there. TJ pulling up. Uh, mm-hmm. We hanging out. Yeah, I'm a boy. See your boy. That'll be fun. Um, you know, we've got that. We got uh, we got the Georgia tailgate coming up uh, at the uh, the first weekend in November. We got the lightning event 
uh, where we're partnering with the uh, Tampa Bay Gator Club and the uh, and the uh, teaming up with. Sorry, got to be careful with my words there. With the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for uh, that November, or pardon me, December fifth game against the Minnesota Wild, where we're uh, you're going to see our happy faces on uh, on the Zamboni. You got a little meet and greet. Got a uh, question and answer period. Um, basically, a uh, you know you already have the best sport in hockey mixed with the best podcast that doesn't talk about hockey um, together. It's like a match made in heaven, at least my heaven. I can't wait to teach you guys some things. You know, every week you guys teach me some things. This week, that week, I'll be able to teach you guys a thing or two. All right. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, bro. I'm here for it. Teach you guys what a Zamboni is, all that stuff. I'm going to say they're going to let me I appreciate the Zamboni, bro. I want to drop Hey Dan, can they get us some like uh I want a hockey jersey, bro. You get me a hockey jersey? I think I think we can work something. I think we can get ourselves some hockey jerseys. Yeah, I want a hockey jersey, Dan. <laughs> I think we can work on that. Well, we'll see we'll see what we can do. All right, the song this week. Make that make that happen. So I think you have the song next week. I'm excited for the next time that I get to pick the songs. Oh, no. by the way, let me tell you about the bullshit Dan said. <laughs> bro, I don't know what Dan said in my DMs, bro. No, I'm about to block Dan. <laughs> I just want to, I want to just want to like Dan pictures, dog. I don't want to <laughs> I know he's going to send me some bulls. <laughs> so for everybody that's wondering, I saw today on, uh, on Instagram, like Spotify did something for Tyler Childers. And so a couple weeks ago, uh, we were fortunate enough to hear Country Squire, which is a, a fire country music song, um, blasting through this this podcast uh, airwaves. And so today, I saw an ad or I saw a, a video of Tyler Childers showing us the Country Squire, which of course is like a van. So I sent it to Silk and Ahmad, thinking, "Hey, I know that you guys both love the song. Wouldn't you guys like to know what the song's about?" Um, I'm pretty sure I was nearly kicked off the podcast. Pretty sure. Yeah, Dan, I don't know. I appreciate you guys keeping me around for one more week. For my DMs, man. I appreciate you keeping me around for one more week, boys. What do, you, what do you think, closing out? Hey, Silk, you got the song, right? Yeah, I got it, bro. Um, I'm going to go with my mans, bro. This, this, this is one of my homeboys down the day, uh, T-Row. Mm. Get it now. T-R-O, T-Row. Day County out here, man. Another week where I get to learn uh, learn a little bit more and hear a song for the first time. Everybody's going to hear this song for the first time, Dan. Don't worry about it. Hey, <laughs> wave creator. <laughs> <laughs> hey, next week, y'all know the corner, man. Stadium hey, Miguel, pull up. Hey, Dan, how long, Dan? Yeah. Do you know how to, do you know how to tie a do-rag, Dan? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you're not a tie, you're not a tie a whole tie, but you can't tie a do rag. Right. Oh, I, I can probably tie. A How the hell you got to tie a tie? And you can't, you can't tie. Dan a can't get waves, man. You got the waves. Yeah, come on, wave check, Dan. I am trying to keep my hair on, let alone add waves to it. You know that. I <laughs> 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 what I need a do rag for. Come on, Dan. So, so, so three sixty wave grease mirrors. And shout out to my boy. Hey, hey, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm gonna tell you a funny story about uh, Go Big Three, my boy Logan. Uh, so, hey, Cam, keep keep us rolling. So, he stayed to my house one time. Him and my other homeboy Jeremy. 
So Jamie came upstairs one day in one of my bathrooms and was like, bro, this show like when you start using Murray's grease. I'm like, boy, I don't use no Murray's grease, boy. You know, <laughs> what you talking about? Boy, I don't use, my daddy used to use that when I was legit, bro. Like you tripping. <laughs> I was like, how Murray's got in my house though. Man, Logan came around the corner talking about, oh yeah, bro, I use that, bro. Man, I, bro, we street. <laughs> hey, shout out to Logan, man. I don't know how why you was using Murray's grease. Oh, <laughs> still do, bro. But shout out. Nah, it's just a pomade. They use it for like to keep their hair like it's like it's glue. You know what I'm saying? Like gel. Man, I ain't yeah. Using, but I can't yeah. believe I came up and tried me on the Murray's, bro. I almost <laughs> <didn't> do that, bro. <laughs> All right, close this out, Cam. Let's ride, baby. Gotta get it now. See, it's a certain type of way you hold your city down. They say you bout to finally do it, nigga, make us proud. Number one on my agenda, make my family smile. I've been chasing hoop dreams before they hit the scene. Yeah, I was living in LA when I was 17. I had to face it by myself, they couldn't do a thing. I used to pull up in that Volvo, knew my shit was clean. I've been searching all day for a quiet place. See, it's some shit you gotta go through, you just can't replace. My nigga say he had a vision, knew my shit was great. I put no limits on myself to get my people straight. I've been doing overtime, it was all a sign. God was taking me through trials to see the other side. They probably ain't gon' ride, this like a genocide. If you don't ever find your purpose, you already died. But in the grand scheme of things, all we knew was pride. See, plenty nights my niggas coulda died. I tell them boys, we gotta get it now, yeah. We gotta get it now. I tell them boys, it's time to get it now. We gotta get it now. Yeah, we gotta get it now. I tell them boys, it's time to get it now. We gotta get it now. Yeah, we gotta get it now. I tell them boys, it's time to get it now. We gotta get it now. We gotta get it now. I tell them boys, it's time to get it now. Since I came in the game, I made a violet grow. It's only love when you show them everything you know. I had to realize it's about how many seeds you sow. How you make it in the dough and ain't got shit to show the secret weapon. My niggas always reppin'. I'm understanding tribulations lead to bigger blessings. If all you think about is money, gon' destroy the essence. A couple niggas doing 20 was a value lesson. I want the real estate right on the bay. They ain't even see the value in how long it take. Yeah, I'm my only lead the way, that's pretty safe to say. If you ain't ready, God, I only give your ass a taste. See, baby, on this side, it ain't no live and die. Either you working towards a goal or just getting by. Yeah, this can really do some damage if it sit inside. See, plenty nights my niggas coulda died. I tell them boys, we gotta get it now. Yeah, we gotta get it now. I tell them boys, it's time to get it now. We gotta get it now. Yeah, we gotta get it now. I tell them boys, it's time to get it now. We gotta get it now. Yeah, we gotta get it now. I tell them boys, it's time to get it now. We gotta get it now. We gotta get it now. I tell them boys, it's time to get it now. For real. What up, bro? It's G, man. You know, I was calling to let you know, man, how dope you is, man. Talk that music talk with you. You know, my spirit was telling me that you needed something to get more sipping, man, that'll stick to your ribs, man. So I was like, damn, I gotta call my bro, man, you know what I'm saying, and pray for him, you feel me? You know, so I just wanna pray 
for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Pray for extra strength for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I pray, bro, that, you know what I'm saying, like God does, you know, the unthinkable man, the unimaginable man in your life, man. You feel me? You know, I pray, bro, that you just stay safe to the process, bro. You align the work, bro. You know what I'm saying? A lot of man's are worried, man. I said, trust me, you on your side, bro. You feel me? We used to look at the time clock. You feel me? We played ball our whole life. You know, so it's hard not to look at the time clock, man. And I know you're looking at yours, man. You're hoping that God time match up with your time. You know what I'm saying? To make this thing pop. You feel me? But, bro, you know, don't doubt God, man. You know what I'm saying? There's a purpose in this. You know what I'm saying? It's a purpose.